The Stone and Tile Show is proud to be sponsored by the National Tile Contractors Association. The NTCA is a leading trade association in the tile and stone industry dedicated to professional installation of ceramic tile and natural stone. With more than 1,500 members representing thousands of installers, NTCA works hard to be a strong voice for proper installation and qualified labor. The association invests in a professional staff to provide technical support and assistance and offers free educational seminars and regional training opportunities around the country. To learn more about what the NTCA can offer for you or your business, go to the website www.tile-assn.com. That's www.tile-assn.com. Good evening, folks, and welcome to the Stone and Tile Show. I am, of course, your host, Fred Houston. And today we're going to explore strange and weird stone and tile stories that I have experienced. In addition to uh, taking your questions, if you have any, I do have a few emails here I'm going to uh, answer over the air because I think they're they're pretty interesting and, and quite commonly a, a problem that we run into all the time. So we'll get to that in a minute. Uh, but before we do, I had several people ask about the uh, live seminar that I'll be doing next year in Las Vegas during January. And the big question was, what happens if this coronavirus situation is not over? What am I going to do? Well, I've we've come up with it with a with a way. And what we're going to do is, if for some reason uh, we're still in this pandemic and people are afraid to fly, including me, uh, because of it. Um, we're going to offer it as a Zoom, a, a live Zoom meeting. In other words, on the Internet, those of you not familiar with Zoom, probably seen it on the news. If you're a news watcher, everybody see, seems to be using it. But it's a basically you'll sit in front of your computer. I'll sit in front of mine and we'll do the seminar that way. And it'll it'll be just like we're there live, except you won't be able to. Um, Breathe the same air I'm breathing, so maybe that's a good thing considering this pandemic. So anyway, so if anybody's interested in that, just uh, uh, give me a holler, if you will. My phone number, this is my cell phone number, not the call-in number for today, is uh, 321-514-6845. Or drop me an email, fhuston, F-H-U-E-S-T-O-N at gmail.com. Okay, now, if you have a question you want to uh, ask during the show here, and it could be anything stone or tile related, and uh, hopefully I'll, I'll have an answer for you. And like I always say, if, if I don't have the answer, I'll make one up. No, I'm just kidding. I'll, I'll, I'll find the answer for you. But the call-in number is 323-870-3968. That's 323-870-3968. So I'm going to start off uh, this show with a a call that I, I got today, and I actually get this call a lot, and I get it from both novices as well as experienced um, people, and that is stains and countertops, uh, particularly soap stains or oil stains, and they're both treated the same way. Uh, this particular email had asked me what I would suggest. They said they used all kinds of stuff. When, I, when people say they use all kinds of stuff, I, I want to get, you have to understand a little bit of chemistry because they could be using, let, let's say they're using a, a, a surfactant and they're using brand A and then they go ahead and they use brand B and then brand C and they, you know, they're using three or four different pipes, but they're all surfactants. The same applies to acids. The same applies to alkalis. So I always like to get specific as to what they use. Well, it just so happened this person uh, was using something that happened to be on the acidic side, on a granite countertop, and it's not going to affect soap 
uh, soap stains. So they use this product that had an acid in it. They use this product that had an acid in it, this product that had an acid in it. And that's not the way to approach that. So what is my go-to? What, what is Fred's go-to remedy for taking both oil stains and soap stains out of a countertop? And my go-to is what I call a commercial degreaser. And you can go to like a Sam's, I believe Walmart even sells them, Home Depot, Lowe's, uh, your commercial, you know, janitorial supply house, and they sell commercial degreasers. And these are the really heavy, heavy duty degreasers that they use uh, for cleaning greasy things. Uh, Restaurants use them for cleaning their exhaust fans, things of that nature. That mixed in a poultice does wonders. Now, there's one other thing that, that I, and the response I got back to that, that reply that I had replied to this person is that, well, I managed to get 90% of the stain out, but there's just that little bit of, little bit of stain left there. I mean, and, and no, no matter how many times I've tried putting a poultice in there, it doesn't seem to come out. So I, I suggested this, and I'm going to make this suggestion. And if you're, you're a consumer, do not do this. If you're a professional, do this very, very carefully. And that is take a butane torch and try torching it out. Now, this is going to apply to granite or quartzite, not to marble. And you want to be extremely careful. You don't want to use a map gas. You don't want to use a, a, a flame that's going to be so hot that it's going to flame the granite. Uh, or, or it would literally just pop the crystals out of the granite. You don't want to do that. So, you know, just lightly flame it. And sometimes you can burn it out. And I've had quite good success that way. But again, I want you to be very, very careful. Be careful on their smoke alarms because it would be very easy to create a, a bloom of smoke that will set a, a, a smoke alarm off. So uh, use that as a very, very last resort. But uh, a poultice uh, with a commercial degreaser is usually uh, what, what I go with. So uh, I would go ahead and, uh, and try that as well. So that answers that question. All right, on to one of my strange, uh, well, I guess you could call them strange uh, strange stories, and that is, this happens to be a, a an interesting, and I may have t- told this in one of my other shows, I don't know, but I'll tell it again, because it was quite interesting, is I had a lady call me, this was back when I was contracting, and she had this stain in a corner of her, her home with, with, it was a white marble, and she said it was a really dark stain, but it was only in the corner, and you know, I'm thinking, okay, you know, it's a stain. It could be anything. Somebody could have dropped some oil there, whatever. But then she went on to tell me that she said, but it disappears, but then it comes back again. And I said, okay, you've got my curiosity. Well, what do you mean it disappears? Comes back. She goes, well, it's there for a while. She goes, sometimes it'll last a day. Sometimes it'll only last a couple hours. And when I go back around the corner to, to look in the corner, the stain is gone. So I'm thinking, well, that's kind of strange. I'm, I'm not sure I've ever heard of a stain that, that happens and it just disappears. So obviously I told her to come out and take a look at it. So I hop in the car, I go out there, take a look at it. And uh, sure enough, there's, there's, a, there's a dark stain there. So, and you guys that take my class will know the first thing you need to do is I said, well, okay, let's, let's take out the moisture meter and see if there's any moisture there. Well, sure enough, there's, there's some moisture there. And I'm thinking, well, you know, if there's a, a leak in the wall, if there's, you know, something dripping there, uh, if something got to be leaking, it, it wouldn't disappear. So I, I, it got my curiosity and I said, you know, thank God she was only around the corner from my office. And I said, 
can you give me a call when the stain is not there? And I'll come running right over and we'll take a look at it. So it's about two, three days later, I think. Uh, she gives me a call. She says, the stain is gone. She goes, it was there this morning and, and it's now gone. Get over here right away. So I hop on over there. And sure enough, the stain is gone. I take my moisture meter out again. I stick it on the stained area. And guess what? There's no moisture there. So now I'm really, really puzzled. Uh, this is one the stone detective. Uh, uh, it was going to be one of those ones I didn't think I would be able to figure out. And so I put my detective hat on. I started looking around. I figured, well, let me go. It's an outside wall. So let me go on the outside of the wall. Maybe it only happens when it's raining, I'm thinking, and it's just dripping during the rain and it puddles a little bit. And of course, when it stops raining, it, it, it evaporates away. So that, that was my first gut, gut reaction. And I go out and she has, it's on an outside wall, but the outside wall connects to a porch and the porch was covered. So the likelihood of it raining in that area was really unlikely. So I said, well, maybe it just puddles in there. Well, I asked if I can go go take a look around the pool or whatever. And so I end up walking around the one side of the pool and <laughs> all of a sudden I hear this barking and she has these two golden retrievers that come running out of the house and she's, Oh my God. Oh my God. I said, no, that's okay, ma'am. I, I love dogs. And these dogs were, were really friendly. So one of us had, had a tennis ball in his mouth. So I picked the tennis ball up and I threw it across the pool. It landed in a pool. Of course, the dogs, they jump in the pool. I, I think you know where this is going. So I come back in the house and the dogs follow me in the house. I said, oh, do you want the dogs in them? And they're kind of wet. She goes, no, they come in like that all the time. And then one dog immediately goes to the corner where the stain was and lays down. And all of a sudden, I start to laugh. And she goes, well, what's so funny? I says, does that dog lay in that same spot every time he comes in from the from the outside? And she goes, yeah, every single time. I said, do you notice that stain occurs right after he gets up? Or right, well, you know, I really hadn't put two and two together. It was the dog, the wet dog. He was laying on the, on the, on the stone, of course, soaking up the water. And when he left, he would, he would leave. And of course it would, it would dry out. So it was my, what I call my wet stain story. So it's kind of, Kind of interesting. It just goes to show you some of the things that you that you, that you come across, like what I had mentioned last week about the uh, the green marble curling. That was an, another another funny story as well. Uh, anyway, the phone number. Let me give it out one more time. Here is three two three eight seven zero three nine six eight. If you want to go ahead and send me an instant message on Facebook, that's fine as well. I'll be more than happy uh, to answer your answer your questions there. I've got some great interviews coming up. I've got I'm doing two recorded interviews uh, this week and. Uh, uh, they're going to be great. One we're going to do on um, uh, diamonds uh, for uh, for edge polishing and kind of the history of diamonds and you know what we used before and how how it came came about. And then the other one we're going to do on soundproofing, uh, which should be real interesting, uh, especially if you're you know guys do a lot of work in condominiums or what. Uh, uh, it's going to be some interesting. Actually, I'm going to do two interviews, two different two different people. Uh, one happens to be a trainer, a contractor, I'm sorry, and the other happens to be a, uh, a, a supplier, uh, a manufacturer, I should say. So uh, it'd be kind of interesting. So you may want to uh, stay tuned to those shows as well. Also, if anybody has an interesting story to, to tell or share, or uh, as I said, a question, you know, please uh, feel free to, uh, uh, to call in. All right, let's, let me see some of the other strange, strange stories uh, that, I've, that I've had over time. Um, I guess another one 
uh, would be when I was doing a lot of traveling overseas, international traveling. And I had the, the pleasure of going to Singapore for, to do a seminar a number of years ago. And uh, it was probably one of the larger seminars that I did. There had to be 90 people in this, in this seminar. And they were from all over the world. And as a matter of fact, two of them were caretakers for the um, um, Taj Mahal. And so I got to talk to those guys and got some interesting tidbits on on the Taj Mahal. And I actually was trying to turn that into a consulting job, but it ne- never panned out. But I guess I could say I, I lended my advice to some of the issues they were having at the Taj Mahal because they were falling apart. But anyway, that's not the story. Uh, the story is while I was in Singapore, the, the people that had hosted me uh, in Singapore wanted to take me around some and show some of their projects. So they said, we're going to take a ride today. We're going to go up to Kuala Lumpur. And those of you know Kuala Lumpur, I believe that's capital Malaysia. And uh, uh, really, it it was an incredible city. I mean, cars were bumper to bumper. And I've never seen so many cars and so much traffic jams. If you ever want to complain about traffic in L.A. or Orlando, don't go to Kuala Lumpur and you'll you'll think this is a piece of cake over here. But anyway, we went out to the new airport. At the time, it was new. Just goes to show you how long ago this was. And they were they were putting all this granite granite tile throughout the entire airport. This kind of black black and white speckles that kind of look like a Mount Erie granite, but I don't think that's what it was. It may have been a Sardinia granite, but it didn't matter. So anyway, uh, uh, why are we here? Well, we have these stains that are occurring only in one area of the airport, and we don't know where they're coming from. So we go down this one corridor, you know, and it's laid out like you know, most airports are. We go down this long corridor where where some gates are, and Keep in mind, this is still under construction. There's construction workers working all over the place. And there's these spots in, uh, on the floor every, I don't know, two or three feet. And there's probably 100 of them. Maybe not. Maybe I'm exaggerating. Maybe it was more like 30 or 40. But anyway, there was a lot of them. And they said, these stains uh, have been here. We don't know what they are. Uh, what do we do to take them out? Well, you know what the number one general rule in stain removal is, is find out what they are. So I said, well, I, I, you know, I travel internationally, so I didn't have a stain kit with me. I didn't have chemicals with me. So I said, I just give them instructions on what to do, you know, and tell them, you know, how to test it for stain removal. I gave them my unknown stain removal procedure and just, you know, let me know what happens. Well, we continued our tour in the airport and we're walking around the airport and uh, lo and behold, uh, a bell rings. It's kind of like a, it wasn't a bell per se, but this, this alarm, if you will. And everybody stopped working and everybody was literally just put their tools down, stopped working, and they all kind of scattered to different areas. And I said, well, well, that's kind of interesting. And uh, I happened to be standing just outside the area where these stains were. And there were a group of people that, you know, went down into that, that area where those stains were. And all of a sudden, they get on their knees. And I remember this is a this is a, a country with many different cultures, one of them being the Muslims, uh, you know, whatever uh, other ones are out there. And uh, they started praying on their knees and their heads, their foreheads were touching, were bowing and touching the stone surface. And right away I said, aha, I know what these stains are. It was the oils from somebody's head was actually the oils were just soaking into the stone. So we knew right away what to give them. And guess what that was? A good degreaser. 
I had a similar story real, real quick because I, I think it's uh, I've run into this a, never, a couple of times actually. Uh, one was on a, uh, a, a a courthouse where they had a metal detector, and the metal detector was in this big long hallway, granite walls, and the metal detector. Let's say imagine a corridor, and the metal detector was on the left side, and the contractor brings me in and he says, well, we've got this big, huge stain on the wall. And it was opposite the metal detector. In other words, it was on the opposite side where there was nothing. I mean, no chairs, no, no, no plants, no nothing. It was just a wall. But about, oh, I would say maybe four feet, five feet up, there's this dark stain that looks like an oil stain. But it, it was probably a good two and a half feet in diameter. It was you know, kind of circular in nature. So again, put on my detective hat and look around and say, um, was that metal detector over on that side at one time? And I said, yeah, it was. Well, I just so happened to look over at the metal detector where there were you know, two security guards. And one of the guys had this enormous afro and he was sitting in a chair and he was putting his head up against the wall. And at this time, there wasn't, there was like a protective something on the, although he was leaning against, not against the wall itself. And uh, I said, that's what it is. The oil from his hair was soaking into the, into the wall. So you'll see that a lot. You'll see that on anybody's ever seen an elevator where the, where the button is as you go into the elevator and that happens to be a, a stone wall. A lot of times you'll get a ring around it. It's from people's fingers. It's from people's hands being placed being placed on the wall. So uh, kind of an interesting story. All right, we're going to take a short break here. When I come back, I'll continue with some more of my strange stories. But in the meantime, again, the phone number 323-870-3968. And we'll be back right after this. Thank you, Tough Skin, one of our gold sponsors. Marble etches and stains. Tough Skin guarantees it will not. Tufskin provides a unique product and installation service anywhere in the USA with a proprietary stone laminate products. They protect marble countertops with an acid, oil, and waterproof guarantee. That's right, it's now possible to install marble, onyx, and travertine countertops without the worry of etching and staining from common household items like wine, lemon, coffee, or other acidic foods. People have been trying to figure this out for thousands of years, and Tufskin surface protection has done it. Available in gloss and satin to match the countertop finish. Visit them online at toughskinprotection.com. That's T-U-F-F skinprotection.com to learn more. All righty, folks, we're back. Um, I I want to, before we get into some of my other strange stories, uh, answer another question that comes up a lot, and that is, uh, I get this question a lot from consumers, but I also get this from contractors as well. And I, I know, again, I probably covered this several times on, on the show, but uh, it's worth repeating. <clears throat> and the question is, how do I know my countertop needs to be sealed? Now, I remember many, many years ago, this individual and I used to have this back and forth argument as to, you know, what to seal and what not to seal. And his opinion was always, you know, there's certain stones you seal and there's certain stones you don't seal. And my argument to that was, okay, uh, can I have that list? And in addition to that list, can I have the alternative names that, that these stones are also caused by? And of course, he couldn't produce that, and, uh, which is kind of interesting. But what, what 
initially what I what I say, and uh, there's exceptions to every rule, and that's so true in the, in the stone industry. Uh, there, there's an exception to every rule that uh, if you seal it and you seal it properly, and it doesn't need to be sealed, you shouldn't cause any harm. So that's my quick thing. Now I'm, I'm talking specifically countertops and interior stone. Of course, we covered issues with exterior stone and many of you know what my feelings are on that, why I don't particularly like sealers on an exterior or in wet areas per se. So, and again, exceptions to all those rules. But with that said, how do you know it needs to be sealed? And it's a very simple test. You basically put water on the, on the top, you put some water on there. You let it sit for a few minutes. And if it soaks in, in other words, you have a dark spot, it needs to be sealed as simple as that. And you can do that with a brand new stone, if you will. Because some of the issues you run into, obviously, with some of these uh, resin-based stones is that sealers sometimes can react. If it's, if it's a poor resin job, it didn't cure properly. I've, I've had situations where, where sealers uh, can react, especially a solvent-based a solvent -based sealer. So uh, that's how I would basically answer that question. All right. I'm going to tell you another one of my interesting stories. And if you attend my seminar, another plug for my seminar, aha. Uh, you'll hear many of these stories, but th this one's kind of interesting. And this this story is not funny, so to speak, but it does have a lesson to it. And the lesson is laboratory tests don't always tell the story. And here's the example of why that is true. You know, so many people, they, you know, oh, well, the lab said this, the lab said that. And this happens to be a project out at the Kennedy Space Center here in or what we call Cape Canaveral here in Florida, not too far from where I live. And uh, they have this, if anybody's ever been there, they have this monument there that's called the Astronauts, uh, Astronauts Mirror, it's a, the Space Mirror. And basically what it is, is a wall. It's a gigantic flat black granite wall. And uh, it's probably, I don't know, 50 feet by maybe 50 feet. And I'm not sure that's the exact dimensions, but it's pretty tall. And it sits on a turntable and it rotates and follows the sun. And the reason it follows the sun is the astronauts that have died have their names carved out in the water jet in some of these granite panels. And they have little acrylic inserts that go into where their names are. And there's mirrors behind the names, hence the space mirror. You can look it up. Just go ahead and Google images and look up space mirror. You'll see what I'm talking about. And uh, the sun shines through. And if you get it on a kind of a cloudy day, it's really eerie. Look, you can see the names actually going up to the sky. So it's really interesting. But I got called in because they needed the wall cleaned. Uh, they, they needed me to come in and design some type of way to clean the wall without hurting everything around it, the granite, et cetera. And it was kind of a unique problem because uh, I walked in to the, uh, well, I don't know if he was calling the manager or the director or whatever, at his office, and he hands me a binder that's about four inches thick. And he says, I want you to study that before we go out and look at the wall. And I go, okay. So I turn to the back of it and uh, I'm looking at the conclusions. I don't want to have to read all the test data. But basically what it was is that uh, the NASA scientists uh, went in there and they took swabs of all the streaking that was occurring on the wall. And if you take the class, you'll see this, this in, the, in many slides. And they went back and they analyzed these swabs and what the swabs came up with is that they contain silicone. Now, 
you have to see the wall to understand what I'm talking about, but you can imagine granite panels and in between each of the panels was a joint and these joints were filled with silicone. The granite, the inserts, the acrylic inserts that are in the wall were actually filled with silicone caulking as well. So their conclusion was that the silicone is bleeding out because of the really hot sun. I mean, it gets really hot. You can imagine, you know, Florida sun, sunny day, black granite, it's going to get hot. I mean, you probably can't touch the granite. That's how hot it is. Um, that, and their conclusion was because we found silicone in the swabs, the silicone was bleeding out. Well, being the curious, curious person that I am, I'm, I'm like, okay, uh, let's uh, ask a few questions or the wall, the actual wall. And at the time it was about five or six years old. And I said, and when did you start seeing this problem? And they said, well, we've only seen it recently, probably within the last year. So I'm thinking to myself that if this is silicone bleeding, why did it take four or five years for it to start bleeding? So I said, well, maybe, maybe they renovated it. Maybe they changed the silicone out. So, so have you changed the caulking, the silicone out on this wall? No, we didn't. I said, okay, can we go take a look at it now? So we go out, we take a look at it. And I'm looking at the wall and I look up on top of the wall and there's some pigeons sitting there. That's right, pigeons. And you know where I'm going with this. And I noticed the wall didn't have a lot of pigeon doo-doo on it. So I asked, does this get, how often does this get cleaned? And he said, every night. I said, okay, can I see what they're using to clean it with? And he said, sure. So we go down into the little janitorial closet, which is underneath. And he opens it up and there's a, there's a bottle of, 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 a, of a cleaner that had a pH. And those of you familiar with pH are going to fall off your chair right now. And if you're driving, you might want to pull over. Uh, the pH is 13. I mean, that is super, super alkaline. So what I know was happening is they were going ahead and they were, you know, putting the spraying or scrubbing, however they were applying this cleaner on the wall, rinsing it off. But what was happening is the residue of the cleaner was getting caught in the grout lines and into the recesses of these acrylic letters. And then when the rain came or when the wind came, it would blow it out and it would leave these streaks. So I surmised what the problem was, and I told the director there that's what I think the problem was, and I could come up with a solution to clean it, which we'll get to here in a second. And I said, but I'd like to address the silicone issue with you. He said, and he's looking at me with this cocky look like, yeah, okay, Mr. Smartass, uh, you know, uh, NASA scientists did all this research, and you're going to tell me they were wrong? And I said, well, he didn't say that, but he alluded to that. And I said, no, I'm not saying they're wrong, but I said, there's another explanation that you may not have been aware of. So I said, can we go back in your office and make a phone call? He said, sure. So we get in his office, we make a phone call to the contractor who built this wall, who I happen to know. And uh, I got on the phone with him and I said, as Mark, I said, remember the astronaut memorial, you know, the space Mary? He goes, yeah. I said, what did you happened to seal the granite after you got done. And so I said, yeah, could you tell me what the brand was? And he told me the brand that was a silicone sealer. So you guys getting where I'm going at right now, the silicone they were picking up on their swabs was from the sealer, not from the silicone caulking. So I like to end this story usually with NASA zero, Fred one, 
<laughs> so anyway, I went up against NASA scientists and I won. But anyway, so ba- basically, you're probably curious, well, Fred, what did, what did you use to clean it with? We basically used a marble polishing powder and buffed it on. It's like we were polishing marble. And you're saying, well, why would that work? Well, got to go back to basic chemistry. Uh, these streaks are caused by an alkaline material. What's going to remove them is an acid. What's in marble polishing powder? Oxalic acid worked like a champ. Uh, I recommend, we did a test, recommended it. And the contractor that got the, got the work, I think, went out there like once a year and, and just did it. Of course, we had him change our cleaner. Now, the moral to this story is, is you have to take your field experience, the experience that you have, and you have to combine that with what is found in the lab. Because the, the guys in the lab, they, of course, they want as much information as possible. But, you know, generally, they're lab techs. They, they know that test. They, they, they know what they're looking at, but they don't know what you know in the field. So you need to be able to put the field knowledge together with the lab knowledge, and then it can make sense. And, you know, nine times out of 10, I, I have a, you know, a, a really nice discussion uh, with the lab and telling them what I'm looking for and what the issue is. So they have a real good understanding. So they're just not throwing things in test tubes and, you know, and, and analyzing them and coming back and saying, we found this, we found this, but we don't know why. I mean, they like to have an understanding of that as well. All right, the phone number here, folks, if you have a question, 323-870-3968, The email is fhuston, F-H-U-E-S-T-O-N, at gmail.com. I'm going to take a quick break, and we'll be back here for eh, perhaps one more story. Are you looking for quality greenstone working products? ESP sells many lines of fine quality, environmentally safe products. Stone Pro, MB Stone Care, Bond Stone and Touchstone Adhesives, more Stone Care products, Easy Care products, and Better Bio, which is over 80% bio based and approved by the USDA. For more info, visit ESPSales.net. That's ESPSales.net. All righty, folks, let me uh, finish up here with one last story. And that is, it's an interesting story I got from a, a fabricator where they had installed an, an outdoor granite countertop and uh, had two fire pits in it. And the granite countertop was starting to crack. And they were really confused because, you know, they, they've, they've installed fire, fire pits, countertops on fire pits before, but this particular granite they were using, they've never had this problem with. So, we go out there and take a look at it and it's, it's in, it's in North Carolina. So we have a, an area that gets, you know, both cold, it gets winters, cold winters. And uh, uh, I'm looking at this fire pit and yeah, there, there's cracks. And, and most of the cracks seem to be radiating out from the, from the fire pit. I'm taking a really, really close look at this fire pit. And I noticed that the rim on the actual bowl of the fire pit, if you're familiar with, familiar with those is actually fitting perfectly in the hole that they cut out for the granite. And right away I knew what the problem was. And the problem was, is we have metal directly up against uh, the granite, the stone in this case. And when that fire pit gets turned on, it gets very, very hot and the metal expands and it puts pressure on the, on the, on the countertop on the granite and it causes it to crack. So simple enough, uh, although I, I didn't, really figure that out right away until I really took a close examination, looked around and, and asked, asked some questions. Alrighty, folks, I think that's going to do it for today. Let me remind everybody that I do have the 
live seminar scheduled where you'll hear many more of my interesting uh, uh, stories. Uh, but in the meantime, if you have any any questions at all, just simply send me an email at fhuston, F-H-U-E-S-T-O-N, at gmail.com. So thanks for listening, folks. Until next time, keep setting those tiles, polishing that stone, and fabricating those tops. Later, my friends. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.